I feel like um, whenever it happens, will always be the right and the divine timing. And here we are, we're finally doing this. Bradman, how are you? <laughs> Hey y'all, before we get started with tonight's brand new episode, I just wanted to say that our very first Spotify wrapped came out for this podcast and y'all, I am so thankful, so grateful for each and every one of you that helped make this first year the success that it was with 32 recorded episodes as of now um, with the reach of over 30 freaking countries y'all, 30 freaking countries and not going to lie, I totally forgot that, you know, having a podcast on Spotify also means that I get to be part of the Spotify rap this year. And, um, you know, before we be- before I continue to babble, I just wanted to say that I'm very, very, very grateful. And I'm super, super excited with the future of the podcast, the direction that it's going to take, because this is just the very beginning. y'all. This is the start. And um, let's definitely continue to create the impact that we all deserve and on that note let's get started with tonight's episode check it out hi everyone it's Adrian pangilinan and welcome back to soul supremacy where we will talk about all things unapologetic all things passion and in pursuit of and for tonight's episode we have a very 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 really very special guest because we have my dear and lovely friend bronwyn huddleson um she is someone that i've been like courting like what i told her courting to be on my show ever since i started this earlier this year but you know i just feel like even though it may have taken a second i feel like um whenever it happens will always be the right and the divine timing and here we are we're finally doing this Bradman, how are you? <laughs> i'm good i'm good and we're finally doing it too yeah. i finally had the courage <laughs> thank you well Thank you for your courage. Thank you for showing up because I feel like that's always been like what's coming out of my mouth. Show up, show up, show up, show up because that's where I'm at too. You know, um, in my current uh, journey in my life is like, yes, be scared, but still show up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we get started, I just, uh, and I'm going to ask you this question to Bronwyn actually, but I just briefly want to share how Bronwyn and I met or, 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 or I guess, um, so Bronwyn and I actually like met at very specific um, points, like chapters of our lives um, back in uh, February, 2018. So I had just literally graduated from uh, San Diego State and I had just started my full-time job. I was depressed, y'all. So um, Michelle Kamaya, shout out to Michelle Kamaya, who I'm not sure if she's teaching yet. I'm not sure if they're open, but <laughs> I'm not sure. Like she, she was one of the teachers there. So she invited me for a free class. And I believe that Bronwyn if not that first class, but one of the later classes, she was one of the um, uh, receptionists, mm-hmm. front desk, front desk. She yeah. was working front desk. I don't know what the title is, but she was one of the front even... desk people, you know, and like, like, I mean, talk about, you know, just kind of like meeting at like different points of our lives and the rest was history. We will talk about that actually later, but so, <laughs> I'm stuttering. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why I got nervous. I got nervous. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Nerves are a good thing. No, it is. And this is the show where we don't. We, for the most part, we don't filter because unless unless if it's a long awkward pause, then we will like cut that out. But okay. um, <laughs> so so this is a show where we do talk about all things unapologetic. So just me being unapologetic. But 
Before we get started with the icebreaker questions, I also did want to take the time to introduce our friend Bronwyn over here. She is a fine arts photographer, an artist, a dreamer, and overall a very, very, very beautiful person, as I'm sure you can tell in her photography. So my friend, we're going to get started with the icebreaker question. So are you ready or are you ready? Ready. No, she sounded like she was not ready, but we'll continue. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. I'm ready. Uh, yes, there you go. Okay, my friend. So my first question for you is, what are three things about you that people wouldn't normally think or know when they meet you for the first time? Hmm. Ooh, okay. That's a tricky one. Um, I would say... A lot of people wouldn't know about my cultural history, um, which to me more and more lately is becoming very, very important. And I've been trying to dive into that. Um, Family is mixed racially and my grandmother is from St. Lucia. She married my mom's dad, who was from Wales in the United Kingdom. Um, at a time where that was very, very against everything in the United States. Um, she's African-American. So um, having that rich cultural history um, is something that a lot of people wouldn't guess when they first meet me. And it's something that I'm trying to embrace fully, um, especially with everything that's been going on in the world. It's really important that we hold on to our culture. Something else. Um, a, a lot of people probably wouldn't know that I am like very outdoor enthusiast um, mm-hmm. as far as like adventuring and super into like risk taking in the outdoors I would say especially when it comes to my photography like I'll be the one standing on a ledge and you probably don't want to watch me because it's nerve wracking. (laughs) Um, But I'm like so down to try all of the outdoor adventure sports and activities and all of that. And like really dive full into them, especially since I've been living in the mountains, I've been doing a lot more of that. Um, Mm. And that's probably something that you wouldn't guess. What's the third thing? Yes. What's Um, the third thing? What's that last thing? Give us a fun fact. Fun fact. Fun fact about Bronwyn. Um, Gosh. (laughs) Um, Or better yet, what's your zodiac sign? Because because everyone everyone loves everyone loves to ask about that. Like I don't care. I'm an Aries. But what's yours? (laughs) Sagittarius. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That and I don't sense. follow that stuff very much, but from what I do, I definitely <laughs> like represent that Sagittarius. That, that energy. Yeah. yeah. Because, because I feel like a lot, I feel like, yeah, see, um, yes. Um, yes, yes, sorry, I, I got thrown off for a second. <laughs> I'm an I'm an Aries, and um from what I read about Aries and like Sagittarius, there's like a certain like intense connection in that mm-hmm. way. So I think that describes our like kind of artistic like like especially when it comes to like our artistic relationship it's like it's like you know it's like a yeah sizzle yeah yeah Yeah. okay (laughs) sparks yes it sparks yes okay so thank you for answering that first question so my next question for you is what is your current 
go to comfort food when day when your day gets rough and things get a little rough what is something that you run to to feel better mm. or drink food i don't know hmm okay so that's an interesting one because i feel like lately I mean, always, I'm kind of like always off and on trying to like experiment with things like food wise that make me feel good and noticing things that like maybe instant gratification make me feel good, but later on don't so much, um, which are like more cravings that I try to not give into so much, but I will say, um, like a comfort thing that I always turn to that's like pretty simple is just toast, like bread. <laughs> I am a sucker for bread. Toast with peanut butter, toast with avocado, just toast with jam, toast with butter. Um, especially if I have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea. Ooh, yes. Toast okay. and tea, just like, yeah, like a mm. hot drink with. Mm. Some toast. Oh, I'm right. That up. actually, yes, that actually reminds me of mine. It's not like you asked, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, like, okay, okay. So, I I love carbs, but I feel like b- bread is not necessarily like my go-to. You know, I do like bread though, but like when you said toast, I immediately thought of my go-to comfort food when it, especially when it gets cold, especially when you're single. You know, you want to feel warm. <laughs> you know, is a is like a simple. Oh gosh, I forgot it. Um, tomato soup with parsley, parsley, Ooh. parsley. Ooh, yeah. like, let's just say that I pronounced that correctly. Um, uh, <laughs> th- 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 I like to put butter on top of it. Like I like it creamy, and then with a toasted bread. Mm-hmm. That sounds really <laughs> good. I love hot soup too. Yeah, yeah. Even in the even in the summer, like Thai food and pho. I love that kind of food. Even if it's hot outside, like I will eat that all the time. You know, actually, yesterday, I or the last couple of days since um, we had just uh, or I had just finished a uh, forty-eight hour film festival. And for those that are not familiar with that, forty-eight hours or whatever the number is means that that's the only time that you have to create something. So we literally only had like forty-eight hours to like produce, write. Um, film, edit, <laughs> submit. Wow. So yesterday during like our last like leg. We were looking at different places and I saw like a Thai place across. I was like, I want to go. But we ended up not going. But so so to basically Thai food has also been like my go to like, yeah, go to. Mm-hmm. food. So, yeah, that's a good one. I say yeah. toast more so because that's like something that I know I can pretty much get like I can have it anytime. Like I probably mm-hmm. always have some sort of bread in my house where like oh, Thai food. I probably don't always have the ingredients to that. Like mm-hmm. comfort. Wise also like ease of getting <laughs> for me. Like if I can get oh. it easily when I'm like thinking like, oh, this would feel good right now, and like, oh, I can have it right now. Perfect. <laughs> see, see, this is why I love. <coughs> oh gosh, this is weird. I was like trying to cover my cough earlier. Hold on. <coughs> okay, let me start with. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start fresh with that sentence. Okay. Yeah, so uh, what I wanted to say was that's why I super appreciate Bronwyn was because she took our question to the meta level, which is what I super love about her because it's not just about the taste of comfort. It's also the process, the ease of getting the food in itself or creating it or whatever, Mm. you know, so nice. Okay, so my last question for you is for this 
icebreaker round is okay. So if Bronwyn Huddleston were to have her own TikTok dance challenge, what would the first move look like? How would it start? And you have to oh, demonstrate. Man. Okay, I'm gonna have to stand up for this. Yes, go. Ooh, she's getting off the chair. <laughs> Bye, girl. Uh -oh. <laughs> Can you see me? Oh wait. Yes. Oh wait. Oh wait. There. <laughs> All right. Well, it'd have to be something like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Let me just turn the camera. That's easier. Very right, good. Oh wait. Oh, do it again. My internet. Wait, wait. Uh, yes. Start all over again. The internet connection. Okay. Close. Go ahead. Yeah. I love it. Yes. I love it. It's like <laughs> row, row, brown your boat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Bronwyn. I love it. <laughs> right. I feel like you could do it to any music. You can. Those sort of moves. <laughs> but actually, like a lot of my friends had, um, like you know, past the uh, guests that I've had on the show, some went, and then some went, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, yeah. So fun, Love fun times, fun times. Okay, so now that we've gotten out of the way, <laughs> I'm sure Broadman feels a little bit more energized with that um, yeah. <laughs> like blood circulation, blood <laughs> circulating exercise. <laughs> The <laughs> <laughs> I keep coughing. I oh gosh, I lost my train of thought. Um, now that Bronwyn has like gotten her blood circulating, now we're gonna proceed to the main interview with the very first question, and that is, who is Bronwyn? I am Bronwyn in the flesh, um, and I am. I'm an artist. I think even above photographer, the way I look at the world is with a very artistic point of view. And I, I say that in a way where I try to see the beauty in everything, even the things that aren't beautiful. I think there is beauty in them. Uh, even if it's something that is teaching us something that is beautiful, um, a lesson, a challenge that is beautiful. And then just simple beauty, like a flower, smelling a flower, looking at a flower, um, nature. So I am very simple and yet very, very much in tune with this world as art. Um, wow. I think that's a, the best way that I can really put it. I just want to create art. I want to be artistic and creative and I want to see it and I want to see other people do it. I can inspire other people to find what makes them feel artistic and creative. I think that it's really good for our soul. Yes. You are art. That's what it is. <laughs> I am art. Bronwyn yes. is art. <laughs> yes, Bronwyn is art. Which is why I feel like her and I clicked so well, which is actually a perfect segue to our next question because I'm usually never good with my segues. It's always choppy and awkward, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but 
how did we meet? So I know that I've kind of mentioned it earlier, but from your from your lens, from your like perspective, how did we meet? So I was working at the yoga student, yoga school, um, working the front desk, and I loved that job because of getting to meet people. And sometimes people would make conversation with me, and sometimes they would just be there to do their yoga and head out. And I remember, I think it was after your first class, Adrian. Um, like you <laughs> come out of the classroom. <laughs> and I was just there to talk, to talk to you. And I think we just like hit it off. And you were saying how you just graduated. And you also were talking about how you knew Michelle and you did dance and that you were into photography. And so we like kind of started talking about all this yes. art. And yes. it was yeah, like, I it was like photography specifically. When you said that, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then that. I think yeah. it was either right away or the next time you came into class, we were like, let's exchange info. Like, let's go get some oh, coffee yeah. and like yeah. talk about photography. Do you want to do stuff together? Like, and then mm. we started collaborating. It's like, rest is history. It was like, oh my gosh, I have a friend to do art with. This is so fun. And not only that, but like, I really, really value diversity in my friendships and just the way that I see the world. And for me, like, that's really special to be able to click with someone who seemingly is like so different from you. And yet like, there's so much that we have in common and our differences also are so beautiful. And like, I really helped us create even a better collaboration because it's like we have these different backgrounds and so we're coming up with these ideas based on different ways that we've learned things and just seen things our perspective you know is different and then it was also like very similar in a way that we were able to like mesh it together and create these beautiful photography sessions that were so much fun yeah such a like like what I said earlier, such a beautiful like chapter of of you know my life specifically. It's like actually I was telling Bronwyn, I was like, I lost those photos. Oh my gosh, I know. I was actually just trying to find those the other day and I didn't find them. Oh, you didn't find them? Oh no. No. It's, it's okay. I have yours from the session that we did. Um oh my gosh. Is it the orange background? Is that wait, did you find any or no? If not, it's okay. No, like from when we went to LA? No, no, yes, yeah. I think we only went to LA once. Yeah. And we were like around that Disney building. Yeah, Yeah, because oh, 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 those are the shots that you found, like the the Disney Music Hall. That's what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, No, I know, and I didn't find any... That it's okay. Fine. It's so okay. It's, no, you're good. It's interesting because it's like it just disappeared. But at, oh, I can hear myself echo. Oh, wait. Sorry. But at but least, you know, you all got your photos. And for me, I think my most like, I mean, the fact that we have our group shots out there, that's more than enough for me because I love that. It's like a family. It's literally like a family portrait of like four people. We have like, me Filipino like uh Filipino male then you have my other friend uh Filipino uh, Filipina and then you have Lorraine who's like um half like or she's like part Italian part Latina and then we have Bronwyn over here so it was really like a you know like diversity at its finest yes it was so beautiful yeah thank you 
Okay, so I guess my next question for you is um, we're, got, we're actually going to like take a plunge to your childhood because I'm always interested to like learn how people, how was, I mean, how people grew up because whether, however that ended up being like, that does say a lot about, you know, who the person is now. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit of, who and what brought uh, a young Bronwyn was when she was young and how she grew up in this world? Mm. Okay. Well, um, I grew up as a baby sister. So I have one older brother. He's two years older than me. And um, I remember definitely looking up to him my whole childhood, like, always wanting to learn from him. Um, that made me pretty adventurous, I would say, um, because I was, you know, I was smaller than him. And so if I were to see him do something, I wanted to try it. And then I think that that kind of like played into the rest of my childhood, even when I wasn't with him, it was like, I, I want to try that. Like you see somebody do something and it's like, Whoa, like that's really cool. Try that. I want to do that. Um, I loved getting dirty. (laughs) I was a soccer player and I was a goalkeeper and my favorite (laughs) games Uh were when it was like raining and muddy and I could dive (laughs) in the mud. Like literally that was Amazing. I loved that. <laughs> she was Bronwyn Muddleson. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> totally. I seriously, I loved, I loved getting dirty and just like playing outside, playing in the dirt. I remember playing with clay. I remember like going into these, like the Creek in my backyard and like going into these that's tunnels, beautiful. which I later found out were like this tunnel so that's gross but i was a kid and i didn't care <laughs> okay okay so that, okay i just want to like that reminded me of like my childhood in the philippines where we like i swam in the canal like i was like this is the best thing ever it was, i was like i was like this is black i can't see anything but oh i was a God. kid i did <laughs> right i didn't know what i was doing i just enjoyed like i guess that just that's just me like enjoying being in the water in general so i was like oh i'm swimming yeah and then then like but then i remember it it smelled i was like okay there's a smell to it but but literally the way that i'm describing it now was like my thought process as a kid i was like no big deal and then when i get back they're like why did you swim in the canal (laughs) (laughs) like i was free it was fun right i was like it's funny because even at a young age i was like pretending to act i was like pretending to drown i was like someone save me (laughs) (laughs) yeah um I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. It's like the things that really like made you feel free as a kid. You know, we didn't, we didn't know as much as we do as adults. And so we didn't hold ourselves back. <laughs> yes. Whereas adults, we like either we have experience or we've seen or heard something. And so then it like holds us back a little bit. So I was the definitely. Feel more weighted. Yes. I'm, I'm sorry. Can you say that last part again? Sorry, I cut you off. I was definitely a free bird as a kid. You know, I, yeah. I was very, very inhibited. Very there you go. Yes. Yeah. And inhibited. Um, I was very, artistic. Mm-hmm. yeah, thanks. Um, I, you know, but I was also like, I was very extroverted, but I was also very into like my own time and my own space. Like, 
I remember just loving being in my bedroom and like mm. nobody bothering me. Like I would just go into my room and that was like my safe space. And I would like, you know, listen to music and color and draw and make up dance moves and sing. And, you know, I was just like, loved my own. <laughs> and, uh, but I was also a very person. So I loved hanging out with friends and meeting people. And my parents were very social and they would have friends over at our house all the time. And I think those interactions really helped me mature just like mm -hmm. getting to interact with adults so frequently um, where I wasn't treated like a kid, you know, I was treated with respect and like somebody who's going to grow up and be an adult one day. Um, so I, I yeah. think like those kind of interactions of with my brother, my older brother, and then my parents, friends um, really helped me mature and socialize in a way. Um, nice. Yeah. I was very, athletic and creative i would i remember picking up dance moves with my girlfriends and doing karaoke and <laughs> making bracelets and drawing you know just all the silly things and growing up i grew up in ohio um mm, okay that's my question yeah okay. so i grew up in central ohio in the suburbs of columbus and i had a great great community like the schools I went to were very diverse which mm. I really really cherished um and I will say though like now living in California for seven and a half years um wow seven and a half years I remember when we met you said you had just moved here a couple of years ago yeah she said seven and a half years girl that's almost years. 10 years yeah wow. <laughs> yeah my first opportunity to like move out on my own was after college and i was like i want to go to california um, so um i will say like looking back i mean no regrets i had a great childhood mm -hmm. but i totally wish that i would have had access to more outdoor activities more adventure like more like more extreme adventure, you know, more than just like riding my bike or rollerblading down the neighborhood and like playing at the playground. Like, I wish I could have like been in the mountains, mountain biking and hiking and, you know, do just doing a lot more of that, but it's okay that I didn't because I knew that was the thing I wanted to do. And so I put myself in a place where I could do more of that. And so for the yes. last seven and a half years, I've fully embraced being by the ocean or in the mountains or mm -hmm. in the valley where, you know, I was learning about new environments and what I could do in them. And also like that kind of art that I could create in those environments and like how those inspired me. So I think mm -hmm. that like growing up in flatland <laughs> is kind of like what I would call Ohio and what people like call people from the Midwest, I think, cause it's very, very flat and rural there. Um, mm. Okay. Is that it, it really gave me a sense of like, there's a lot more than where I am right now. And I want to see that. Wow. My follow-up question is how did you get into photography? Because you just mentioned that you like were so free and you basically did a lot of things. Right. And at some point it's like, Oh, I am possibly going to do this. I'm possibly going to do that. But like, what about photography specifically? Like what about it specifically? Um, made you realize that 
this may be it, <laughs> you know, and, and at what point did that begin? I'm curious. Hmm. So, I mean, I remember getting my first camera when I was in high school, like my first real camera. I remember loving, you know, taking pictures and stuff with my friends, but I think it was for my 18th birthday. Oh, wow. Um, or maybe my 16th birthday. One of those like big birthdays. My parents got me a digital camera What's that I could called? change What's the lens. That was, was it a Nikon? <laughs> no, it was Canon. Oh, okay. Oh, parents, parents knew what they were getting you. <laughs> yeah, it was a Canon um ooh. T3i. T3i. That sounds about right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, you know, crop sensor, but I could change the lens. So I had two lenses for it, which was really cool. And it's so good and so amazing quality. Oh my gosh. Yeah. For your your first camera, a DSLR, amazing quality. Right? Yeah. I was very fortunate and I was very, very excited about it. But, but at that point for me, it was, it was a fun hobby. Um, I definitely was quite sure what I wanted to do with like the rest of my life. Like supposedly we're supposed to know that at the age of oh. 18. There's only <laughs> supposed to be one, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So I went to college. Um, my first year of college, I was actually studying pre-physical therapy and I did a whole year of that. And by the end of that year, I was like, this is not, not for me. This is not actually how I want to spend the next 40 or 50 years I thought that I would like it because I was an athlete and I had like undergone physical therapy but I realized yeah. after a lot of experience in class w- classes and I did like a shadowing for a week at a physical therapist and I was like okay that's just this isn't for me and so I remember talking to my mm-hmm. parents and being like I don't think I want to study this anymore um and my mom said why don't you study photography you've always loved it you take great photos like you've always loved art you know like do you think you would like that and I was like you want me to study photography like I was going to Purdue University which is not like a fine art school it's actually like an engineering school um so it was and it's it's an amazing college too it's a great college Yes, oh I've heard about it. Yes. And so after that first year, it's like, okay, well, I'll switch to photography. And so I ended up graduating with a degree in photography and related media. Mm-hmm. And that is by far the best decision I ever made. And and I will say, I mean, probably almost instantly when I started taking those classes, because my first photography class was a black and white film class and we got to develop mm. our own film like we had a dark room oh, and we nice. did the whole process and i think at that moment i was like this is what i want to do this is wow. like where my passion lies and and like very broadly still too right like mm-hmm. i didn't know what type of photography i wanted to do or maybe what i'm going to do with it but it was like this is yeah i could do this forever <laughs> Um, and then forever (laughs) yeah finished college and actually when I graduated college I was not expecting to get a job in photography especially because a lot of people (laughs) I remember like throughout college a lot of people would be like what are you studying and I'm like photography and they're like oh that's a major you know people were so shocked 
that you could study that and get a degree in that. And so, um, despite all of that, I got a job as a product photographer, um, for this pilot program with Google right after I graduated. And I did that for eight weeks. I don't think I, I definitely did not know that about you. (laughs) Yeah. It was a short gig, but it was really awesome because I was fresh out of college. Like, I mean, I did a great job and I was able to apply all of those really technical things that I learned with lighting and framing and all of that for products. Um, Yeah. So I did that. And then from there, while I was in California at that point, and so I started experimenting in a lot of different types of photography and just trying to feel it all out and, you know, see what really like grabbed me. I had always loved landscape photography, like even before then, even before I studied it, I think like taking photos of nature was what I really loved, but I wanted to step out of that and, you know, try everything I could because I had the expertise now. I had that, that skill set, um, could branch out and do a lot more with it and, and kind of let those other experiences guide me in figuring out how else I could use photography in my career. Nice. Wow. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Broadman, um, I know that you've like, I think I know this and you've actually just like talked it, talked about it twice now, but if it's okay with you, would you mind elaborating just a little bit more on like, like what made you move to California? Because I feel like I, and then you said you came from, um, where's Purdue again? Purdue's in Indiana, right next to Indi- Ohio. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, so I guess the reason why I want to ask that question is, like, well, actually, you don't, you, you, like, we don't have to move out of our city to find success, but there is something about sometimes, like, recognizing that the opportunities may not be here and, like, knowing that. But then, like, the next part is, like, the acknowledging, but then taking that next step. So would you mind, like, just sharing a little bit about, like, like the courage and just kind of like the your thought process on like i'm gonna move to california (laughs) you know like it's kind of like it's 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 opposite yeah you know so like on the other side of the world so please share okay so um (laughs) i remember when i was like 10 i think i was like 10 years old my uncle lived in san francisco and Mm. so my family we came out and we visited once and Maybe a year after that, my brother and I got to fly out alone and visit with him. And after those two trips to California, even though it was in the city, I still saw how much like diversity there was in the environment in just like such a short like space. There's such a like, yeah. you know, like two hours you can be in the ocean, two hours you can be in the mountains, valley. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from then, like I was like 10 or 11 years old and I was like, Oh, I think I would love living in California. Mm. Um, and then, you know, went through life, went through school, went to college and I had applied to a lot of different schools for college. Um, but I only got into a few and two of them were in Ohio. And then the other one was Purdue, which was about four hours driving from where I grew up. And so oh, wow. okay. that is far enough away that I'm like going to be on my own because for me, college was that it was to like, uh, go out and be on my own. sense of self. Yeah. 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 So, um, I was like, okay, well it's close enough that I could still go home and visit family when I want, but it's far enough that I'm like in my own new space. And 
I didn't know a single person that was going to Purdue where like a lot of my friends went to Ohio state, um, which was right near where I lived. And I didn't even either. Cause I was like, I just, I know that I don't want to be this close to home. <laughs> um, so I went to Purdue and I think like probably after that first year, I was like, okay, well, I know that I don't want to live here. Like I don't want to live in this college town after mm-hmm. I graduate. Um, and I had the opportunity to go out and like visit a friend in California a couple times. And then I was pretty sure by my junior year that I was going to live in California. I was like, I want to go live somewhere where one, I can photograph like mountains and just more diverse landscape, you know, cause it was really yeah. challenging to find that in Ohio and India. Um, and after all of my photography classes and, you know, we would have project prompts, a lot of them, I would want to be doing these things out in nature, but I just didn't really have the connection there that I wanted to have. Um, and so then the summer before my last year of college, I lived in California with a friend for three months just to make sure that like, yeah, I want to move here. Um, and I loved it and I had a great experience mm-hmm. and I was like, yep, I want to move there. So I graduated in May of 2014. And by okay. the end of that month, I was living in California. Yeah. She like marched her, she marched herself to California. <laughs> I mean, I straight up had like $900 to my name. I was broke, oh my God. but I, was, and I didn't have a job yet. <laughs> Yes, actually, that's my follow-up question. How did you make it work? <laughs> yeah, I I didn't have a job yet. Um, I I had family in the area and friends, and um, so that was really helpful. And then, you know, uh, my friend's family actually took me on like a graduation trip to Kauai, which was so special and so awesome of her and her family. So like uh, I moved to Cal- about Middle East or is that no Kauai in in Hawaii? Oh, you said Hawaii. I was just kidding. I thought I heard you say Kuwait. I was like, <laughs> oh no, that would be cool. But no, um, yeah, would, you would love that for sure. Yeah, the deserts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so we went to Hawaii for a week. So I moved to California, and then within like two days, we were flying to Hawaii. And we were there for a week. And like over that time we were on vacation, (laughs) but I was also like applying for jobs like every single day. And then we got back, I had a job offer and I had like a phone call interview and then I got a job offer for that product photography gig. Um, And so then from there, it just kind of like set me up to create a life out there. And yeah. Wow. I had a lot of support. Didn't do it alone. That's for sure. Yes. But it also sounds like, I mean, I was going to say, you made it sound so simple. (laughs) And I know that it's not simple, but at the same time, things can be simple. You know? Yeah. Like, totally. Things things don't always have. uh, It's my grandma. It's my grandma. Hold on. Sorry. Um, Things don't always. Things don't always have to be complicated. Like we don't always, we don't always going to make things complicated because sometimes not not sometimes, but all the time, that's what kind of. The, the, the process, you know, it's just like, just get it done, you know? Yeah. And for me, that's what it was. It was like, I know I want to be here, so I'm going to find a way to make it work. Like mm-hmm. the hardest part was buying a flight and doing it. Right. Was le- then, was leaving. Right. Yeah. 
And it was like, well, I had already done that for college and I, you know, I made it work. I made friends. That's a different environment. You know, you're surrounded by 40,000 students who are at the same part of their life. Yeah, as you. So it's, it's, so it's kind of a little bit situated, uh, I guess, um, not situational, but kind of like um, you all happen to be there at the same time. And it's just like almost like high school. Yeah. You become friends with the people that you're at because you always see them and they're always there. Yeah. But I will say that like that experience of going to a school where I didn't know anybody and like taking that leap of like, this is totally new and totally unknown to me. And I just want to do it definitely helped me in like making that decision to again, like move somewhere where I barely knew anybody and I didn't have a job and I didn't know what I was going to be doing. Um, but once I did it, it was like, okay, I'm here. Like that was not as hard as I tried to like make myself think it would be. Um, and I'm already like accomplishing your goal, which was to live in California and to be somewhere where I can do more with my like artistic interests. Um, and yeah, I mean, it definitely was not easy, but I tried to make it simple. I didn't have a car. I Ooh, used public yeah. transportation for the whole first year and a half that I was in California. Mm-hmm. Um, Me too. First, yeah. I think uh, I didn't get my first car till I was 21 and I'd been commuting since 17. Wow. So. Good for you. And, and that I think gives us so much experience to not yeah. just be like, I have my own car and I can do this. And you know, I don't have to rely on anybody or anything else to to get to where I want to go. It's like, okay, I actually need to map out my day and figure out when the transportation is leaving and the times. And like, you know, there's a lot more logistics. And I think that that gave me a lot of good experience to have to yes. do that. Yeah. And, and also like, besides like being street smarts, like, I'm not sure about you, but like, like I remember when I got my license, like almost 10 years ago now, um, I remember one of the first things I thought of right away that I would miss was like the interactions with the with the people, with the bus drivers, which uh, not so much with the trolley because you don't see them, but with the bus drivers, with like the people that you sit down next to, or yeah. like um, or like even if it's late at night. I mean, granted, I like hold my bag with my dear life, but like just knocking out and like falling asleep and like, oh, I'm home. Okay, bye. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of like getting off the bus like. Oh. <laughs> Cool. Yeah, you can't do that when you're the driver. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Just, just yeah. the simple things. Yeah. The simple things. Yeah. And and I think also helped, like, like I said, like to not make things so complicated. You know, like, yeah. I think our minds try to complicate things and make things seem worse than they are or more challenging. And Can for I me, think- I love a challenge. No. Yes. But, for sure. But I really appreciate like figuring out how to simplify and like being mm-hmm. okay with things being what very is. simple. Yeah. What, and is. what is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, I'm sure you'd agree with me. It's like, I think that's just really part of our like kind of like kind of being like kind of sur- like our survival skills. It's like always going to make sure you're okay. So I guess, you know, kind of always having that like thing that's like trying to make sure that you're okay, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So my, um, or I, you know, what, actually, I, I do. I only have a couple more questions left for you. But for the next one is, I really want to like delve a little bit more deeper into your 
journey and your work as a photographer. Like I'm interested for our audience, um, whether they're tuning in on YouTube or listening on their way to work or wherever through our podcast. Um, can you share about your thought processes uh, of your stories and, and how you see like your art with photography? Hmm. Um, gosh, that's kind of tricky. I, um, I will say probably 99% of my inspiration comes from things that I've already experienced or mm. like environments that I've experienced. Uh, and that like 0.1 or 1% comes from like things that I want to experience, but I try to mm. not take myself out of the present. So mm. like a lot of my inspiration is from traveling um, meeting other, meeting other people, meeting new cultures, experiencing things that were once unknown to me. And then I was able to learn about them. And not only did I learn that foreign thing, it taught me something about myself. And so I think I kind of use a lot of that in creating my art and my photography and definitely like having a community of people to bounce ideas off of helps me spark that, you know, creative, um, juice, but mostly it's like, for me, I love just like going on hikes by myself and taking photos, just like being in spaces where I'm not judging myself. I'm not letting myself feel judged by anybody who's watching me and just like being able to see something and think like, wow, I want to create something out of that. How can I do that? And maybe it's instant, maybe right then, like I take a photo and, you know, that's what I create. And sometimes it's like, I don't even want to take a photo of it. Actually, I just want to really like take in this experience and, and think about it and like, yeah, and, and zen out on like how that made me feel. Because so much of what I create and what I want to create is to make people feel something. I want to inspire people and I make people feel deeper than just, you know, so much of this life is very surface level and like the digital world is so just surface level sometimes that even like having conversations like this, it's like we're helping people think more deeply and from different perspectives and just to see different perspective um so valuable yeah. for everybody so i think like a lot of what i have felt inspired me i want to then like translate that feeling that it created in me through my art that visceral that's a feeling fleeting yeah mm -hmm. nice yeah where it's like yes i do a very visual art but for me it's much more than just that visual aspect it's it's very it emotional and spiritual and yes much deeper than just a picture nice it's it's i i'm so glad that you said that because um so part of the 48 hour film festival that i did we actually had a photographer which is like not only amazing but in this industry kind of it, it it's becoming like like a job in itself so we were so glad to have him 
Um, shout out Jamal, <laughs> Jamal. Um, not, I don't know. His, I don't know his last name, but <laughs> I was going to say Simmons, but that's not his last name. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we were like, uh, at some point, like almost spending 48 hours together. We were just like talking about our works. Um, he reminds me of you actually like, a like studied, um, very technical, you know, but I think like what I noticed, I feel like, and, and, and this is maybe like a, like, and, and I know you can relate to this when you talk to another photographer of like, like maybe where you feel like something could like an added thing that could maybe, you know, um, like a feedback. There you go. Feedback. That's what it was. I was telling him, I was telling him that like, like your works are very like visually pleasing. And of course I'm going to say, I'm going to be biased by saying this, but it feels like it, la- it lacks emotion. You know, I'm like, like, don't be afraid to like be like, because as a photographer from my experience, like in order for your model to like be where they're at state-wise, you have to like convey that you have to communicate that to them you have to like take them through that journey so let's say you want someone to feel angsty it's not going to be like give me a sad face but rather like how can we get you there because then i feel like you know like when someone looks at it in the end it's like either like like i mean i guess like either you'll feel something or you won't which Mm -hmm. is what you've like talked so much about like about how your line of work is not just about the aesthetics. Well, yes, it is about nature and it's beautiful in itself, but it's really, really like taking your humanity, which is Bronwyn and putting herself in it and like making it her own. Like, because technically too, any, like literally anyone can take the same like picture of that location, but it's like how you put yourself in that, that I feel like really makes it you. That's a great way to say it. I said a lot. That is, you hit it, right? I mean, that's really what it is. It's, it's putting, yeah, my, myself, my emotion, that like, that thing that I'm feeling so deeply from that mm-hmm. space that I'm in and like somehow portraying that through this visual platform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. Okay, speechless. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh gosh. Okay, Bradman, I have a couple more questions for you. Um, so I guess um oh give me a second. Hold on. How many questions? No, I think no, I think I have one more question in the main interview, and then we're actually ready to wrap up. Um, okay, so as we wrap this up, as someone that's like been in your industry for, for a while, um what advice can you give to up and coming emerging photographers like yourself? Like, like what would you tell like a, like a younger version of Bronwyn when she was just starting in her career? Like the young Bronwyn's out there being like, I want to do this. I want to either go to school and study photography, or maybe I don't have to go to school and study photography, but I still want to do this. Like, how do I make this happen? Hmm. Um, let go of any boundaries or limits that Mm. anyone else or yourself tries to give you because that is the beauty of exploring as a career is that you can't have boundaries. You can't, boundaries being like limiting beliefs. Yes. Yes. You can't, 
take something somebody says to heart about what you can do with your career, with your art, because we can literally do anything that we want. You know, sometimes it's hard to believe that, but if I really tell myself that and I look at what I've done already, it's like, I've tapped a lot of life goals that I had. And that's amazing. And I'm so grateful. And it's because I didn't limit myself. I was broke. I was eating, you know, pretty much like ramen noodles every day because I was so broke. I was pursuing what I loved and I was happy because I was making sacrifices to expand that, like expand that expertise and experience in photography and not just like, yes, like go out and take photos as often as you can. Also Mm -hmm. develop other skills around that. Um, I think something that I've learned, I would say over the last 10 years is that it doesn't just have to be one narrow road of photography. Um, Kind of like what we were talking about way, way earlier. I feel like even though I have a part-time job all the time, um, even when I was in San Diego and I was pretty full-time with my photography, I was still working a side job. But for me, it wasn't just, yes, it was a job to help me pay the bills, but it was still something that I felt like was helping me grow as a, helping me be more of who I am. And every job that I get now as a side job is still something that is more than just paying the bills. Um, Whether it's who I'm meeting through that job, new skills that I'm learning through that job. And then I give a lot of credit to my college degree in liberal arts where I figured out how to take XYZ very different um, skill sets or like very different subjects of something that I was doing or learning and figure out how they all and how it all can help each other. And so I don't think that you have to stay super narrow on one road to just do photography and feel like if you can't put all your time into that, you can't do it because that's not true. You can do it even if you only put a couple hours in a month, if it's something that you really want to do and you'll figure out how these other things that you're doing can play into it. Even if it's a few months down the road, you know, I, I was serving, I was a waitress this summer. Mm. How does that help me with photography? Well, it keeps my people skills up. You know, it keeps my communication skills up. It gives me opportunity to meet people and possibly give them my business card and make these new connections. And it also just helps me see other people's perspectives, which is a huge part of my art also is like, it can't just be how I see it. It has to be how other people are going to see it because that's one, not going to be buying it as other people. And so it's really valuable to just talk to people. Like, even if it's not about art, even if it's not about photography, you know, like let's just hear what other people are thinking, what goes on in that other person's mind. 
yeah. because it's, it's what's making this world go round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like taking things like that and challenging yourself to incorporate that into your photography, into what you want to do with your art, because it's not, it's not just like one straight, simple line. Yeah. It's, it's a very web line. It's ebb and flow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really important, I think, to not feel like off track if you're not putting 100% of your time into it, because you can still be very much on track as long as it's something that you're always going back to. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's, it's like I kind of said, I see the world in a very artistic way. So even if photography and like how I'm going to make it my career is not always on my mind, something with creation and like mm-hmm. how can I educate people and also like how can I make people like feel more deeply and change their a little bit things like that are always on my mind and like having conversations with people you can you can I can like ignite those mm-hmm. kind of questions or feelings that I have yeah. constantly by just talking to people yeah yeah I've uh well, first of all, she said everything okay. So the, <laughs> I no, I'm really speechless because I was like, she was talking to me, you know, like literally talking to me too. Yeah. You know, um, I think there is something really beautiful about like allowing yourself to live life, to grow, to and I would even say this may be such an unpopular opinion. Y'all don't come at me, but <laughs> but um it's okay too to step away from your work because for me personally, like sometimes I, I, I think that's actually where the power of like being like a multi hyphenated artist is what I'm like calling myself (laughs) multi hyphen being multi hyphenated, you know, like, like, because one season, like, yes, I'm so into my photography. And then the next season can be like, Oh, I'm so into my YouTube or the next, you know, because then, it's uh I feel like for me it's it's been working out because it's been allowing me to make it like a such a ecosystem for me that it all goes back, you know, yes. and like 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 sometimes like stepping away from like stepping away from my work is really important for me actually, especially with photography. Well actually everything, but specifically with photography, because like I look at people like Bronwyn or you know my other friends that I have, and I'm like they are like literally doing it. So for me, it gives me the chance to really reflect you know which is another important thing is to take to take a step back and reflect on the work that you're doing and it's like you know sometimes it's not just about producing pretty work but it's like like how does this make me feel and actually how does this like contribute to the world you know yeah this is just like the on the surface photos yes yeah that's a that's a huge part of it and reflection is so important like you said something that's like out of my process that is kind of like my period of reflection is um, Mm -hmm. after I, after I go do a shoot or after I'm out in nature photographing, after I use my camera and I take photos, very rarely do I ever get home, plug in my SD card right away and look at those photos. I don't do that. I Mm -hmm. let my camera sit there for a day or two And I don't look at the photos and I just let myself like soak in what that experience was. And then when I go back and look at the photos, it's like, because if I look at them right away, 
honestly, there'd be a little disappointment because I was there first person without the camera and I was seeing it all with my eyes. And sometimes like that's still what is replaying in my head. And so I look at the photos and it's like, that's not, that's not what I saw. Well, but, and you're also tired, <laughs> you know, like yeah. being tired. And yeah. Like, and oh. you're trying to do it right away where oh. I feel like I give my myself a day or two sometimes even longer oh, and I go point. back and I yeah and you go but and then you go in and then you look at your photos with a fresh set of eyes being a fresh you know. set of eyes and a fresh mindset too where like yes you had that experience and you got to live in that experience and you you gave yourself some time to reflect on that experience mm-hmm. without the photography without the digital stuff that you feel like you have some sort of expectation of what it look like. If you give yourself time to reflect on like what it was you were doing and why you were doing it. Then I think later when you go back and look at the photos, it's just, it's a fresh, you're getting this fresh perspective on it. And I think yeah. that helps with my post-processing where, you know, you're trying to evoke a certain feeling from these photos. So the way that you edit it, is gonna that feel you're feeling at that time yeah it's really important to like give space oh i love that bronwyn huddleston on giving space i love it (laughs) no no because also too like i mean i know this but like with the 48 hour film festival that i did yesterday like filming it was one thing with like the designing the shots and how the actors perform but then, like, the editing in itself is also a different battlefield. It's, like, how you edit it really, like, determines, like, where you're at in this space or how it's edited mm-hmm. then really determines the final product, you know? Yeah. Which which, which I, like, I, I, I still find it crazy but cool at the same time because I think for me a lot of the shots that I end up liking aren't necessarily the shot, uh, uh, were, like, weren't necessarily my favorite in the beginning, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because I've been able to look at it. I'm, I was able to look at them with a fresh set of eyes and be like, oh, that's actually beautiful. You know, yeah. <laughs> like that photo over there. Yeah. 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 My friend, so before I ask you the f- closing question, so I know that you are currently working a day job or two, not sure, um, to, you know, um, to function basically, to operate in this world. Um, where where are you now? Uh, um, like, Oh, wait, hold on. Sorry, I forgot my question. I'm, 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 I guess my question, I, I guess the question that I wanted to ask is um, um, like what? Oh, got it, got it, got it. Okay, okay, I got it. Sorry. Okay, so I know that you're like juggling a lot of things, you know, and kind of working a day job um, and then also doing your photography as well. Um, what can we look forward from you? What can we look forward from you? Like where, like in the future, like what are some of the exciting things like? trajectory where are you in the this the future there you go yeah um i think <laughs> well i'm looking forward to branch out from just print photography um and on, I don't want to say too much because there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that I've kind of been working on behind the scenes. Um, a lot of ideas mm-hmm. floating around up here that I'm kind of figuring out how to execute. But mm-hmm. mixed media um, is kind of a route that I take and explore a lot more of. Um, and I'm really hoping 
working towards having my work in more public places. Um, Mm -hmm. I just want people to be able to experience the tangible thing versus just seeing it on my Instagram because you're not going to get the same experience as much as I try, which I honestly don't try that hard on Instagram anymore. (laughs) But because like, I want to figure out how to give that in-person experience, especially after this last year and a half. Like, Oh yes. How do you take the outdoor experience and like give it to wherever people are at in the world, you know? Yes. Yes. So that's really what I'm working towards is like having my work in more public spaces, public places where people can be there physically and have an experience in person and, and with other people around. And then maybe it, creates conversation and creates connection. And I want to incorporate more of that in-person community interactive to my art. Wow. So look for it in more public spaces. <laughs> yes. Okay. So thank you so much for sharing that. Um, so my closing question is, and I always love to ask all of our um guests, lovely guests that we've had on the show. And this also means that we've made it to the end of the show. And that question is, what is the legacy that Bronwyn, what, what is the legacy that you would like to leave behind? Hmm. Um, very, <laughs> very simply put to, to like, live fully for yourself. And I think that that needs to be taken to a much, much, much deeper place. Um, You know, that's, that's not a selfish way to look at life, but it's more so a very selfless way. And I think the more that people give in to the desires that they have for themselves, the more we're going to see people giving to the community and communities and to this world in a way that we've seen in a very, very long time. And I, I think the more that people like you and me really dive into the things that we feel passionate about, the more that people can do that, the more conversations like this can happen and the more people can open their, their eyes, their hearts, like, it's just going to create a lot wider perspectives, I think, around the world. And um, it'll be a very giving place if people do that. And it's, it's very selfless to give in to what you love versus trying to make a million bucks. Because in the end, all that helps is yourself. Where if what you're trying to do is is trying to do something because you love it, it's going to give so much more to the world. Broadway, you have, you have me here tearing up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wish I could hug you. I know, here, I, I felt that, I felt that. And it's funny too, because I think this is the first time that I've actually like gotten like, at least for a podcast, for sure, first time I've like <laughs> had a guest that like really, whew. wow, <laughs> thank you. Um, Bronwood said it all, y'all. I don't know what else. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah, like she said it. She basically said it. Um, so on that note, my friend, so you you did like 
not only shared so much of yourself to the world um, and also your processes and your future projects, um, where can people find you? Like, plug, this is the time for new friends, new followers, new fans to, you know, um, cheer for you. Where can people find you and see your work, actually? Um, so Instagram is at Bronwyn underscore Photog. And then my website is bronwynhudson.com. And I'll, I try to update both semi-regularly. Oh, um, it's hard. <laughs> it is hard. I have a lot of examples of my work on my website. And I also have prints for sale. And if I will have work in public spaces, I will share on both of those platforms. Broadway, I'm thankful. I'm, I'm, I'm just thankful for you. And, and I know you know that. Um, and this is exactly why I wanted you on my show is because you know, this is to really highlight people like yourselves. And it's funny too, because like, like when I was creating the show, I was like, I got so tired of like seeing the same faces being highlighted over and over again. I was like, what about the people who are not like as well known or as visible in the online space doing their, still doing their work, you know, like what about them? You know, so thank you. Thank you so much for your time. And I guess this is the end of the show. So y'all, this is Soul Supremacy where we talked about all things unapologetic, all things passionate in pursuit of, and again, we have the amazing Bronwyn Muddleson. I'm just kidding. Bronwyn Huddleson. <laughs> Bronwyn Huddleson. And we will see you next Friday at 7 p.m. Pacific time for our next guest, whoever that is. We will see. Have a good night. Thank you, Bronwyn. Say bye Thanks to our audience. This podcast show is a product of Studio Penguino. For more information about advertising, please visit www.adrianpenguino.com.